This is episode 305 on July 5th, 2019. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and anything else that jumps in our mind. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. And how are you doing today, Greg? Not doing too bad, Dave. How about yourself? Not doing good. Just a normal two-person podcast like we've been doing for decades, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to manage the heat. Oh, it's, a, it's actually hot here in Canada. Oh. And it's hot down here in the states, and not just because of the fireworks or fireworks we had. Uh, like yeah, like we yeah. said in the intro, we are recording on July fifth, uh, so this was the uh, for both our countries a big celebration weeks. Uh, Canada Day on the first, and July fourth on July fourth for some strange reason. Um, yeah. uh, Joe and uh, Matt are busy doing life related things and unfortunately couldn't make it tonight but uh we will keep the ship uh steady hopefully and keep everything going yeah hopefully there's enough wind in our sails oh yes if not well there's not there's <laughs> not there's enough hot air at least <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well yep <laughs> well let's get started and get in news to the news. Now, there was actually something that came out, which is a bit unusual for the over the summertime, I think. You know, we're, we're off, we're after WWDC and before um, the, the new iPhone, we're, I'm assuming 11, uh, introduction, that normally this is kind of a quiet time for developers, but there was a developer who actually came out with an up, kind, of a, kind of a major update and a new feature. And Greg, you had a yeah. chance to play with it a little bit. Yes. Um, what Dave is talking about is the Moment app. Uh, the Moment camera app for iOS came out with a new update that includes the ability to do slow shutter photography. Um, now, this is, uh, I, I'm going to say, without testing heavily, it's going to be very, very similar to the slow shutter stuff you see in camera plus two and um, slow shutter cam. Uh, I, I think it works the same way. So technically it's, um, it's not true long exposure. It's basically simulated long exposure and it, uh, it, it takes a number of exposures and puts them together, like basically piles them on top of each other um, and uses all kinds of, um, miraculous algorithms to give you a really good exposure. So um, the, the folks at the moment have been all over the uh, um, social media today. I'm not on Facebook, but I'm sure they were on there too, but they were on Instagram uh, and Twitter talking about their, their update and whatnot. And um, it, it looks pretty good. Um, my initial reaction to it was for the light trail stuff. I'm almost thinking that the uh, the frame rate that it does to take these multiple pictures and then stack them together is is almost too slow. But um, again, I haven't tested it too much. Now, our our co-founder 
Mark Sadowski, who was hoping to be on tonight and talk about this, uh, wasn't able to make it either. But he he's he has tried this out uh, a lot more than I have, and, and he's going to do a video on it for the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash tinyshutter. And he's going to um, show us what he's been doing with it. But the thing that I've noticed about this app is that you can actually get your camera settings ready in the normal camera mode and then switch the mode to the slow shutter mode and use those settings to capture your long exposure. And I think that may have a bearing on the look you get with your image. So that's going to be very interesting to, to try out. Um, looking at the sample images on their website, some of them look very similar to what you would get from um, Slow Shutter Cam or Camera Plus 2 or even Spectre. Uh, th I mean, they all basically use the same technology, I believe. So what, what makes the moment offering kind of stand alone, in my opinion, so f from what I understand anyway, is the fact that you can... You can manually set your ISO and your shutter speed and then flip it over to do the to create the actual exposure. And and like I say, that, that could have a bearing on, on how your image is gonna look. So it's gonna be very interesting to try out. Um, that's about all I could say about the app right now because again I haven't really tried it extensively. Um, I'm 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 gonna wait and see what Mark comes up with and um but if he doesn't if he doesn't uh go into the camera settings and then switching it over to do the exposure uh i'll, may, I'll maybe look at digging into that a little deeper but um i'm sure he'll come up with a lot of good examples and 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 a pretty good um pretty good review of the of the app let me ask when you do when you do the slow shutter mode do you have mm -hmm. to select what you're going for in terms of light trails versus motion blur? Oh yes, there is. There's a one little toggle, okay. um, and you can do either motion blur or light trails. Okay, I wasn't sure because I know like Spectre, it, it let it kind of takes that completely off your hands. But for something like mm -hmm. a, pro, a pro, a more manual app like Pro Camera, I can't imagine yeah. them doing a. Um, a hands-off approach right and even even uh slow shutter cam has uh the toggle there let me see here yeah it has yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. motion blur light trails and low light yeah. for the three choices of of image that you want to do so yeah there's um yeah so that that's a nice thing about manual be, being able to manually select it uh now specter like you said it, it takes that off your hands because it tries to use the machine learning in the device to determine which mode to use but you can override it yeah um and so. if you haven't already picked up the moment uh, it's in the app store's moment dash pro camera um and the icon is uh, an m basically a, a gray gradient background with an M with an almost completed circle around it with a little gap on the top and I can't tell what the picture of a woman or a statue underneath the M 
if you're looking for it in the App Store. Oh, yeah. And at least in the U.S., it is $5.99 with in-app purchases. Now, there is a free version. You, I, think you, I think you can get it for free, can you not, Dave? Um, uh, and then you just pay for the pro features? That I am checking because right now, even though it says in-app purchases, it's also saying the additional things are $0. So I think they just... But let me check one thing. This is this is a nice hint for everyone too. That um, once you're on a page for an app in the App Store, at least via the phone here, if you click and you go down at the bottom under where it um, gives all the write-up, it has a link you can go right to the developer, and it'll put up every app the developer also puts out. And in this case, there is I do not see a free version. I see this does have an Apple wa- an Apple Watch component available, which I imagine. Yeah, like we mentioned last week. Yeah, yeah. A video timer and switching cameras and uh, a self delay photo, but I don't mm-hmm. see having a a freemium version, if you will. Okay, maybe they've uh, maybe they've they just started charging it, yeah. for it, and you know, basically, you get everything with it, so. And but I'm pretty sure there used to be a free offering oh, no, I, I and think, you could pay for the pro stuff. Yeah, and that doesn't shock me, to be honest. And honestly, if an app, I don't want to say, uh, you know, if an app is definitely worth it, it's worth spending the money on. You know, oh, yeah. It, it, you, and this is definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, I, it's hard to tell anyone spend $6 and spend $6 and if you want to hold off on Mark's uh, video when he puts it up on the YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. you know, and not only it'll be put up on the YouTube, we'll mention it on the group and uh, post it everywhere on social media, and I'm assuming also the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Always a nice. Now, place to look. I, I I want to clear something up with you, Dave. Sure. Um, last week when we were talking about the watch apps that you know yeah. that go, go along with yes. some of these cameras. Yes. Um, I I I was wrong when I said that I was looking at my watch using Camera Plus Two. It was the Legacy app. Okay. Yeah. So um, I do apologize for oh, that. No. Uh, no, no. I I because after we didn't finish recording and and got offline, I I looked it up and uh, oh, I smacked my forehead and I thought oh I told Dave it was Camera Plus Two and it was the Legacy app. No. So the Camera Plus Two app does not have an Apple Watch companion. Yeah, but and the honestly, camera plus, the camera plus legacy app does. That so that does, was yeah, that's that kind of interesting. Well, it it it, do, it doesn't really shock me to be honest because what it seems like a lot of developers when the watch came out and let's say the the second or third version came out, um, they were just rushing towards the watch without thinking should they have done it. They just want that little checkbox marked. Yeah, you know they didn't want it. They didn't want people to know. Oh, well, there's these two very similar apps. This one has a watch app, therefore I'll go with that. And they wanted that checkbox, and a lot. And then after a year or so, they were like, "Yeah, no one's really using this, or it doesn't seem to be a wanted feature, and it's additional programming and upkeep." So there was a lot of pullback, and I think. With iOS 13 and watch what OS 5? Uh, Question mark? Six, six, I think. Six, six. Yeah, because, yeah, that's right. Because there was that 
there was no camera there was no watch one it was watch zero um and they update they update their hardware before the software the, the numbering's off unfortunately <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you'll be able to have watch apps without a phone app and having yes. that app store directly through the watch hopefully will mean that it'll be easier quicker and there'll be more people designing stuff for the watch to work with the phone if you happen to have a watch um and if you don't have a watch it won't impact it because it won't be bundled anymore and maybe the just a teeny small amount of uh savings and size of apps which is always nice yeah yeah well i i I just um you know i got thinking too maybe uh i guess tap 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 is that the name of the company that makes camera plus it it was Um, they changed i think they changed their name to something else but they were tap 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 yeah right but anyway i think they you know this could be by design uh to make you get camera plus two but also keep the legacy app if you wanted to use the um you know the companion watch app with the with the camera but i mean who knows uh, yeah. i think i think you're more likely correct though by by saying that you know as they went forward when they t- totally rewrote camera plus for the second version um they likely realized that maybe using the or putting the the companion watch app in there probably just wasn't worth it yeah and, and they actually changed their name to late night soft s dot l dot oh yeah so yeah hmm. because, well, I, the only thing i can imagine why they and of course this is without any knowledge but um if you remember the tap tap games that were popular a few years ago on the iphone where you had to hit the chords as the music was coming down Oh, yeah, yeah. So the fact that a photography app and a game that was music-related had, you know, the company name sounded like the game name, I can understand yeah. not what, you know, there's definitely confusion that can be there. Yeah, that's right. But okay. in any case, yep. I I believe there is a moment watch, companion, yep. like a watch app that, no, there definitely that you can is use as a, a remote yep. shutter, and yep. Um, uh, yep. I haven't tried it yet. But uh, I think I have it, but I'm I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, um, yeah. So Moment put this big update out, and they're very excited about it, oh, yeah. and I could see why. And and um, you know, yeah, they're a little late to the long exposure game, but um, I think if they've given it the ability where you can select your camera uh, shutter speed and ISO settings. To accommodate the image, I think that's a pretty smart move. Yeah. Okay. And, well, I don't have as much news as you, but I do have something that I did. And this is kind of going mix into what we did this week because it was kind of related to something else. Is that um, trying to think just everything. And this is one thing I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you have a holiday and all of a sudden you're off in the middle of the week and you're not expecting to, it kind of throws off your sense of how long ago something happened. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I did that thing on the weekend. No, that was yesterday because you had off, even though it 
would yeah, be normally yeah. a weekend thing. But uh, one thing we did on July 4th was to go off to a, a local park, Frick Park here, um, and to do a little walking on some trails. Uh, not into the deep, deep woods, but at least to get to the area where it's nice and shaded. Like you said, it, it seems like uh, a lot of us are experiencing some major heat and getting away and getting into the tree and the nice shaded area just sounded nice. And, yeah. of course, when you get into, um, at that, that was before the storms came in, but you're talking bright sky um, coming down near midday. And then shaded areas, which, of course, just kind of just makes it so hard to get any halfway decent pictures sometimes with the contrast. Yeah. So I tried to do some shooting in raw because I know raw tends you can if you're skilled enough with it to um, handle that situation a little bit better than just a straight JPEG and tried to do some editing. And it just it was bringing it out, but it had that hd that over hdr look to it so for me to get the highlight to get the the shadows you know where you can actually see in it and kind of tone down the the highlights so they weren't blown out it had that overdone picture hdr look which sometimes you want to go for you want to have that kind of look to it but in this case, that's not what I wanted. And I was trying to do, because, like I said, trying to take it in raw, and I was editing. I tried both the Camera Plus 2 build-in editor and Snapseed. Uh, I, those are the only really two things I have downloaded to do any raw editing. Um, so, you know, trying to work with the tools I have, and it, it just wasn't working out. So then I was like, well, give light a try. I know in light can't do um, raw processing, but I tended to have some luck with it in the past. And the fact that you can do masking with the filters, that helps out a lot also. And open in light, of course, you know, a couple things I don't like about in light. Um, I like a lot of it, just when you save it, it creates another image. So now you have multiple images, which can be a bit of a pain. Um, it doesn't work inside the photos app, so you have to import the photo kind of, and then export it. It just doesn't work nice and seamless, but I was able to get some really nice corrections for the bright sun and the dark shadows to where it still looked natural, which is what I wanted to go for, but it was able to bring everything up. So that's one thing always to keep in mind is that most of us, when we download an app and we stop using it or we move on to something else, we normally don't delete, especially with the um, capacities as big as they are now with the phones, we don't delete the older apps. You know, as much as back when you had a 16 gig phone and oh, you yeah. had and you had to delete because you had to update your software. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But but with the but you know with the fact that the photos um, when they went to the high def not the, the high, not the high def but the um, HD it was it HEIC format. Oh yeah, the high efficiency. Yeah, format. the high efficiency format, and with the larger phones, it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue as it used to be having running out of space for most people. So yeah. if you 
key, a lot of times I've noticed like I have apps and apps and apps and there are some apps I keep in there just for once in a while and I do I do use it. I just want to keep it handy. And just Enlight was one of those apps that I stopped using for the last couple of weeks. And now I was able to go back. And again, the, the thing that I liked the most um, was the masking that you can do in Enlight. Now I know Enlight, um, PhotoFox is pushing their new updated Enlight, um, which is a subscription product versus a one-time purchase for original Enlight. But it's a little bit of old man. Uh, I'm used to something and I like it and I don't want to learn a new thing. And mm-hmm. I just think it does a better job for adjusting photos without the new one tends to do better with I want to be artistic, where original Enlight tends to do better with I want to fix this issue with either contrast or exposure with the actual shot itself. So, you know, going with the one time purchase, I don't want to subscribe to your product, I just want to buy it and use it and you again i love the masking feature you know saying okay that's a really dark part of the photo here's a you know a filter that lightens it up and changes it but only put it on that little dark part okay now save it now i'm going to go back in and only put a filter on the light part and then i'm going to do a filter overall so you can you can without having layers you can do like a pseudo layer of editing which is a, at least in my mind that that's one thing i just really like about Enlight so much and it seemed to to work really well in those photos now yeah part of the now this is kind of leading off of that now there was one photo i did where it was a bike rack um i actually put it in not only on instagram but for the post pick of the week um on in the facebook group in the thread and it was a tall narrow um kind of concentric look at the bike racks as they were lined up and i wanted to post on instagram and i know instagram you can do stuff other than square so you hit the little button to expand it out and it still was cropping off the top quarter and the bottom quarter because it was like, well, Instagram was like, no, no, no. You have a very, very long, very, very narrow. We don't like that. And, Greg, you mentioned something before the show, and I should have thought of it, but I was getting a little aggravated. And, of course, at least for me, when I get aggravated, I tend to not necessarily think as clearly as you should, or at least as I should. So I didn't think about using, like, a another app and you the one you were saying what was it again yeah square ready square ready i know there's other ones out there too but yeah we've used that in the past both me and ruth and yeah me it would have made sense to import into there since it's a dark photo you can i would have selected dark on the side so it's square but it still get that vertical look to it and that would have been the best way to do it of course in my mind the truly best way would be for Instagram to make it that if I want to have a long, narrow, you know, either a long, narrow shot or a tall, narrow shot, I should be able to put that in there. I sh- it should yeah, not, that's, it should that's not crop it for me. a common beef about Instagram. Yeah, it should not crop it for me because a lot of times, 
that's also how I post to my main Facebook feed. And I have a um, uh, IFTT, the if, then, then, that. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To where I post it to Instagram and then a few minutes later I post it to Twitter automatically. Yeah. So that way I can post only to Instagram without having to post multiple times. Um, yeah, which I is use nice. that too. Yeah, which is really, really nice. But in this case, it was... Well, I don't, is there, well, eventually I went with, I went with Instagram uh, in terms of its crop, but I was able to maneuver it a little bit to make it look like the crop was intentional versus try, just trying to deal with it. Um, It it actually does look all right the way it, you know, the way you had to crop it. It it looks pretty good. I'm glad, thanks, and I'm glad it turned out okay, but it's one of those things of, I'm glad it looks okay with the editing, but I shouldn't have had to edit it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, other than that, yeah, that that worked pretty good. Um, you know what? There's one other news item, but I'm going to leave it off because I don't think it's that burning, and we're still midsummer. So it was just yeah. a little something about the. Um, because, you know, it's different if we have issues trying to find something to talk about um, versus someone whose main job and income is, oh, my main job is to get people to talk about Apple. Well, other than Johnny Ive um, either leaving or being booted or being nicely told it's time to leave, uh, depending on whose inside story you believe, um, yeah. there really wasn't a lot going on. So people are already complaining about the design and the features of the new iPhone coming up. Which I'm, and you'll have that. Yeah, you'll you'll have that probably we, every year. You know, I, I I would imagine that comes up every year. I mean, we are still two months away from the re- now. Admittedly, design is settled. We're two months away. The design's locked oh, yeah. in. It's been locked. Yeah, to be in honest for with months. you, they're probably starting production. If 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 not oh, now, yeah. very very shortly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're already heavy on the design of the iPhone beyond this, definitely, because it takes that long to ramp up production, um, and do everything else. But there, you know, there are people are already saying, well, based on these leaks, here's my deep thought about. It's boring design or, oh, yes, we can tell because, hey, we're in beta four, public beta four, that there won't be any new software features to deal with low light. And that's very disappointing and how boring it is. And I'm like, yeah, I remember a couple years ago when Apple came out with a brand new uh, programming language when they came out with Swift and... Mm -hmm. No one had any idea they were coming out with Swift until they came on stage and said, we have Swift. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's going to be a software improvement, which the cameras are going to get better, if there's additional cameras, that'll help. You know, hardware tends to get better, even though it's starting to get more incremental than earth shattering. If there's going to be software improvement, if there's going to be like this big earth shattering you know, 
oh my goodness, this is a major improvement and this goes along with the new hardware. Apple's going to do all it can to, all, all it can do, all it can do to kind of hide that because they want that big ta-da on stage, which I don't blame yeah. them. So having people who are right now saying, I mean, it's, it's, sometimes I wonder if people inside of Apple listen to all these prognosticators and not the not the journalist journalist but you know more of the columnist you know the ones who sit back and try to take it in and make their grand predictions and they're in and there's someone in apple who hears about it and says oh, funny i'm looking i'm working on that right now <laughs> yeah yeah you know, well like- I, I know apple does listen to some podcasts i don't know if they listen to this one but it, I, i'm i'm quite sure they listen to uh, Rene Ritchie's Vector, uh, MacBreak Weekly, uh, you know, some of these real heavy Apple-centric podcasts that are are quite popular, uh, they will have somebody listening to them. Um, For what reason? I really don't know, other than to, you know, see what the the media is saying about about the company. But, um, you know, like I said before we we started recording here... um, uh, oh, what the heck was it I said no um, oh gosh I lost my train of thought no that's okay that's okay no I know what you're saying about you know you kind of figure especially like or like a, a Marquise Browley you know they follow him because oh yeah when well he, I mean they give him review units and stuff well yeah yeah but and like Andy Anako and people talk to people and they want to make sure certain things go out um, and I can say at least, I, I think for both of us, I don't know if Mark or Joe or Matt is hiding anything. Be kind of neat if they were, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I've never gotten anything from Apple. No, me neither. No, no I, I've never been offered, uh, never given anything. Um, uh, I'm up for it if, if they're interested, but, um. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey Apple, <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. you know, hey, <laughs> we're, we're open to, uh, review units of any kind oh yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean like i said that, that was just the third thing is that you're people are going to start to see like if you just out of curiosity or interest just start to notice some people talking about it just kind of keep a skeptical eye out over who they are a little bit of their track record just basic critical thinking tools which is yeah. really hard I, because I, you assume they the, know more than you but <laughs> yeah I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Um, we, we were talking about, you know, new new phones coming out, and and you had mentioned, you know, the you know boring design and things like that. Okay. Um, one thing that, for me anyway, when when I sit and listen to a, a new iPhone announcement, I get blown away by the um, capabilities of the device, whether it's the camera or the processors and you know the the they always show how many times faster it is than last year's model and all this stuff i'm always blown away by that and then i can't help but think what could they possibly do to beat that next year and then the next year comes along and they just do they they exceed it they they find some way to make it better make it faster um you know make the camera better i mean so with the release of the 10s and the 10s max last year and the 10r for that matter because it has the same chipset i just don't know what they could possibly 
add to the iPhone 11, if that's what they're going to call it, to make it even that much better and faster. Like it's just it's just mind blowing to even try to comprehend what they could do. So that's what makes me excited to see what is coming up. And you know, as far as design goes, well, the the big design, the last big design change was with the iPhone 10, and that's that kind of set the the stage for I don't know how many years they plan to have that design or that that um, uh, that that type of model. Um, makes me wonder what they could do next. I mean, I, I've even seen for the 11. I've even seen them come up with before the basically the final design has been released. Um, I've seen them uh, try to retro it back to like the iPhone 4 was with the, um, you know, with the flat um, edge around it, you know, uh, and then the glass front and back or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's just going to be very interesting to see what they what they do come up with. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have a pretty solid idea what this year's will look like. But next year's, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, True. Well, that's always something to keep in mind and keep an eye out for. And that's a, that, honestly, that's kind of a fun thing. You know, it's it's not earth shattering. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not. And it's not going to hopefully break, make or break anyone's life, um, unless yeah. you're unless you're a supplier for Apple. In that case, good luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But so, just real quick, Dave, are yeah. are you going to be upgrading this year? Do you think? Or? Uh, no. I'm still paying. I still have a year and a half to pay off. Uh, Ruth's paid off, but her phone's still working. And, uh, you know, honestly, she likes her thumbprint sensor. Mm -hmm. She's not a big fan of the Face ID. So I don't think she's in too much of a hurry to upgrade, to be honest. She's happy with her phone. Yeah, and so, my wife's the same way. She has yeah. the eight plus, and she, you know, she likes it. She, she's she's not into you know too much photography with it. She she does a little bit, but um, she's quite content with it. And uh, and for me, the ten S Max, I'm definitely not upgrading this year. No matter how good the camera is, and no matter how good the the chipset is, mm-hmm. I'm staying with the ten S Max this year. Um, and who knows? It I may stay with it again after next year, but um, I, I'm in no hurry to upgrade. Let's put it that way. Okay, and well, let's move on to our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. And this week we were going through the Instagram stack uh, since we're half halfway through the challenge of minimalism. And this week going through Instagram, we found... Oh, hold on. Let me get to this here. And... Okay. And I do apologize, folks. Uh, this was from... Uh, Rishi O, R-I-S-H-I space O. Um, And it is a photo of a person walking down, or a person being at the bottom of multiple flights of stairs kind of going down. It almost looks like, I don't want to say parking structure, but it reminds me of parking structures I've been on. Uh, it is a black and white photo. Um, it's a little on the exposed end. 
but it has a nice stark look to it. Uh, your eye does lead down to the bottom and the person at the very end, and they're walking away from us. Uh, so they're done walking down. It looks like they're getting ready to walk outside. Um, and it, to me, it's a, it's a nice, striking photo. The lines I like a lot. Um, there's not a lot of extra um, to distract from the subject that's going on. And Greg, how do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I like the Stanley Kubrickish. Uh, look to it. Um, everything leads to the middle. All the leading lines lead to the center of the frame, where where you actually see the gentleman walking. And I got to tell you, Dave, I thought he was going upstairs when I first looked at this. And then once you said that he's going downstairs, I got taken a lot closer look at the um, the stuff on the sides. And mm. yeah, he's definitely going downstairs because you're looking down at some at the you know you can see a couple of cars there mm -hmm. you're looking down at them and and I I didn't even pick up on that when I first looked at the image so um thanks for pointing that out <laughs> and so it, I mean that's just a testament of the architectural design of this of this stairway like you know there's obviously the stairs there's it goes down a bit then there's a bit of a landing then it goes down a bit of a landing and so on and and the ceiling you know, actually does the same thing. It goes down and then and it goes up to follow the landing and then it goes down again and so on. But there's these, looks like there's a big metal or uh, iron I-beams I or whatever as support. And they must be on a slant because they look like they're, they make it look like when you're looking down the stairwell, it actually makes it look like it's going up until yeah, you look I, I see, beyond I see, yeah, I see what sides. you mean because if you look at, yeah, because if you look at the side and you can see either either going up or going down, but they're perpendicular to the ramp on the side, not perpendicular to the landing part. Right. So they're de yeah, and you, that is they're so definitely cool. on it. They're definitely on because if you look on the flat part, you can see where the I beams are going. There they go in an angle. There. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a very, very interesting design, and I'd love to see other angles of this staircase. Yeah. But um, in any case, the 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 fact that the image is in black and white really really makes it cool. Um, it, it it keeps your eyes centered on the the kind of the tunnel effect or the, or the the focal focal point of the image, which is in the center where the man is, and it, it it doesn't like if it was in color, I'm sure your your eyes would probably stray off to the sides a little too much, and that's probably why why I didn't notice that it was downstairs instead of upstairs in the beginning because I was just so focused on on the stairs and the ceiling all leading to the center of the image, and. Um, uh, it's just a really cool shot, and it's not too contrasty. Uh, it, a little bit, but just the right amount, I think. It, I think if it was any more contrasty, then it would just take away from the image. The, the nice, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't know what low contrast, I guess, but it's not too low. It's not. It doesn't have that faded look. Uh, right. I think it's it's just done right, and um, Rishi did a, a fantastic job of it, and. And he's uh, Ricio, Ricio Media, all one word, on Instagram. So um, I'm going to check out his profile and see what else he's done, because this is a really good image. Yeah, yeah, real, really striking. And I think we both looked at it and also wanted to mention about the current uh, challenge with minimalism. 
And just to, yeah. not to, you know, the photos that are being posted right now on the tiny shutter group uh, under the announcement for the minimalism, um, photos are great. We just want to make sure that, at least in our minds, minimalism, you don't want to have a lot in the photo um, or a lot to distract from. Now, for me, even this photo, I wouldn't consider minimalism, even though it's basically a white toned um if it was yeah. either cropped or if there was maybe uh, walls on either side where you couldn't see the outside of the stairwell or even frosted so all mm -hmm. you would see is kind of a a white look to it with the focus being in the person in the middle that would be better for minimalism so yeah. just kind of just want to make sure everyone keeps that in mind as you're um, going through and looking for minimalism and editing, trying to edit your photos to make it a little extra minimalist. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, a good minimalistic image is something with, say, a solid wall in the background of one color and then like one person standing in the frame and that's it. You know, nothing else in the picture or or just simply one bird in the sky or um, there was one example in the Facebook group of a, of a good one where it showed three hydro wires with some birds on them and that was it and then nothing but sky in the background and that made for a very good minimalistic image. So, you know, one subject if you can uh, and then the rest of it could be background. A lot of negative space in the image makes mm -hmm. makes for a good minimalism. Um, and it could be color or black and white. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but, you know, it's got to be very, very, very simple to be effective. Yeah. And that's the main thing is that you're, use, you're, you're trying not to use multiple colors, multiple patterns to actually do it. You're trying to use the opposite. So, and a yeah. lot of times, this isn't true necessarily with iPhones, but... You see a lot of, and this is just the way Samsung does it. Everything's overblown, overdriven, hit you mm -hmm. in the face color, and you can see this on yeah. TVs in the stores too. So if you go to a store, if you go to a store that sells TVs, are all kind of let you let's we're going to throw fifty different colors in your face, and you're going to be blown away with these fifty different colors. Well, it, it is true, it is eye catching, but it's also distracting sometimes, yeah. and. Yeah. Which I understand. It's a difference between you're in advertising, you're trying to push against, you know, 40 other sets that someone's trying to look at with kind of a gl glaze over look in their eye saying, okay, uh, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. Which one should I pick? Versus, you know, you're trying to get, normally a lot of times it's well, your one photo on screen or your one photo on your, on your phone. And having that, like I said, just that kind of harsh reality. Um, in terms of minimalist that you that a lot of iPhone people may be related to or, or have some relation to, uh, think of the Johnny Ive videos. Yeah. Hopefully not as one guy in a white room in an all white room, but that you know it's literally those things are lots of times as minimalist as you can get. There is no distracting you. There's no anything that to take your attention away from what they want you to see. 
So just something to keep in mind as you're going for this for this week. Yeah, keep it simple. Yep. Okay, and uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Because I think we have a show right now. Um, no, well, we were going to touch on a little bit about what we did through the week. Okay, but, yeah, uh, that's why I wanted to check and which, see if you wanted to. My week wasn't, uh, you know, overly exciting because I, I did, uh, through, well, of course, Monday it was our, our Canada Day. It was a holiday for us. Um, I, you know, I, I took a few photos around the area. Um, nothing spectacular. Anything that I thought was post-worthy, I put on Instagram. And... Um, you know, that's about it. Uh, I, I was proud of my wife today. She um, she saw this wasp on the outside mm. of the front window of our house, and she says, "Oh, you should get your get your lens and um, get a close up of that." And I said, "Well, you can do that if you want, because I still have." Uh, she has the eight plus, and I kept the moment case mm. for the eight okay. plus just so that she can use it if she wanted. So she put that uh, put the case on. And we put the lens on, and she got real close. To, you know, basically put the lens against the glass because it was a du- dual pane glass. So it's, I mean, it's not a crystal clear picture, but it would be hard to get a crystal clear shot of it at best anyway because you're going through two panes of glass. Right. But anyway, she she managed to get right up close to it, and um, and she she got some pretty decent shots of the underside of this wasp. And so she put them on Instagram, and and uh, I'm not sure what kind of um, uh, reaction she got from it. I haven't checked yet, but uh, her her Instagram handle is Heaven Sent, all one word, and then underscore five two three. If you want to check them out, They're pretty cool. So I, I was really like like I said before, she's not too too much into photography. She does a you know a few snapshots here and there, um, but for her to, to take her phone and, and get up close to this wasp and and you know she was even adjusting exposure and everything else was which I thought was really cool um, you know I, I was pretty happy to see that from her so um, but that that was that was my week it's been like I say it's been pretty slow because I I do work 12-hour shifts and mm. um, I did get out early yesterday though because they they had what they call a hydro shutdown at work where they they shut the operation down and I could have stayed, but it was so hot. I just, I just come home. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, that, that was the extent of my week. Sure. What was the account? One more time. You said it was heaven sent. Yeah. Heaven sent all one word Mm -hmm. and then underscore five, two, three. And I don't think she hashtagged it with tiny shutter, but. Ah, okay. I do see it here. Okay. And, and, Yep, there we go. Oh, yeah, that is a... Yeah, and also for a wasp... To, to me, there's a difference between a wasp and a bee. And yeah. Bees, I'm willing to be a little bit closer. Uh, yeah. You know, just because they tend not to be as aggressive. Uh, wasp, I want to just get them away from me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I got stung by a wasp a few years oh. back, right on the leg, and... No, sorry, it was on the arm. Yeah, oh, um, and, yeah, and wow, it, it was a stinger for sure. Yeah, that that's painful. Yeah, we've we've had wasp nests there near the house, and um, yeah, I kill them. Yeah, you, you yep. want to say that you only <laughs> want to do right, you know, and they we're all part of nature, which is true. And you don't want to mess anything up, but uh, 
get away from my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I pretty much went over my week. Um, uh, I mean, other just because, like I said, um, being a short week for us also. Um, other than that and trying to stay as cool as possible and just uh, trying to enjoy some time off, which is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. you know what? Um, when we, when I, well, you know what? Kind of since you told us where you can find your wife, uh, that kind of leads if we can find all your stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo and on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. And on the Artful Eye Photography community, just with my name, uh, Greg McMillan. Okay. And you can find uh, me on Twitter and Instagram as ProfPod. Um, I'm not so active on the Artful iPhone Photography Group. I'm I am there as Dave Podner, but I'm not overly active. Uh, and you can find me on the Facebook group, um, also as Dave Podner. And you can find the links to our show notes, uh, Facebook group, YouTube channel, Patreon. We always appreciate our Patreons. Um, mm-hmm. They're helping to defer some of the cost. And uh, even though that I think Mark did fire us multiple times and rehired us but um even with all that going on there there is a cost and um to actually running this and the it definitely helps um we we do love doing the show but um it does help out because this is a this is truly a hobby for all of us that we enjoy and love but uh the patreon we do we very much appreciate it it, it helps keep Mark's lights on. Most definitely, yeah. So you can find links to all that by going to tinyshutter.com. Um, or if you don't necessarily want to go to the website, it's a very nice website. I actually one time put it on a fridge in a store that had um, a web browser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you don't want to do that, you can always do a search just for Tiny Shutter, and you'll find us there. And... Uh, Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Greg, have a good week. Yeah, have a good week, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir.